Hello and welcome to today's Grill Nation show. It's great to be back with you today. Uh, we are live on social media and we also are, uh, you're listening via podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Also appreciate you if you're watching us on YouTube where we have all of our shows on the YouTube page for Grill Nation. Thank you so very much. I want to uh, share our social media information for you as well at the top of the show. You can connect with me at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search for Jason Grill. It's always great to be back here uh, listening, learning, and talking to an entrepreneurial and business leader here in the Kansas City region and community. Uh, very excited about today's show. I want to bring in Jeff Phillips, who's the Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank, a great contributor to the Grill Nation show. Their website is banklandmark.com. Welcome to the show, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jason. Good to see you again. It's good to see you too. Um, I actually saw you the other day. I didn't. I didn't want to bother you, but um, I was leaving uh, Taylor, and you were walking oh. in. You were walking in the back door, I believe. It was like a Friday, I think. That's right. That's right. We oh, met. Uh, we've had another couple there. Uh, my wife was celebrating her birthday, and uh, one of the folks from the other couple was celebrating her birthday. So we had a great time. We got up from the table and realized we had been there three hours. It was, a, it was a wonderful evening. So um, I really like that place. Uh, I've been, uh, people come from out of town and I, they ask me, um, you know, should we go here? Should we go there? You know, they're from Kansas City. Maybe they haven't been back for a while. And I always recommend it because I think they have a good menu with a lot of good options. And it, um, it's just kind of a cool vibe. The patio is cool. And so um, I agree. I knew you would be there. You're, you're, you're a man that knows where to go in town. So I agree, though. I think that little stretch of uh, Maine, um, you know, Canary and Taylor, and there's a couple other spots that are popping up. That's starting to become a little foodie uh, area. Yeah. So I like it a lot. Yeah. And in our, one of our past shows, we had Butch Rigby on, and he talked yep. about kind of what they're doing in Midtown and uh, to grow that area. So yeah. I think it's... Uh, I think it's going to continue to grow, and I love it. So, very yeah. good. Well, I'm glad you had a good three-hour dinner. <laughs> uh, what is going on at uh, Landmark National Bank? Well, we've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff that's happening, and it's all good stuff. We're just really blessed. Um, probably one of the most exciting things that uh, we're doing right now is um, we've got an event coming up September 13th. Um, I think uh, we've talked about it before pretty regularly. We try to... Uh, host customers and friends uh, around some topic that we're hearing, uh, kind of uh, reoccurring themes within their businesses. And uh, we're hosting one on September 13th um, in partnership with the local chapter of EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. Um, and it is, um, Will Scott uh, wrote a book called The Gift of Culture. And he's going to be our speaker and talking about loyalty and fulfillment and performance, um, I think, are the three kind of keys that he focuses on. We hear culture a lot um, get thrown around with, uh, you know, being very important for organizations. But I'm excited to hear from him about maybe some specifics that we can drill in on, especially as we um, all uh, fight uh, to kind of keep our teams together and keep focused on what our main goal is. So I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I might mention that we've got another book in our landmark library uh, that's available right now for folks that uh, don't know about that. Uh, every so often we get a recommendation from a business owner and uh, they say, hey, this was a book I read and it was impactful to me and my business in this way, made me a better leader or um, made me a better business person. Um, and then we just do a little snippet of, of what that book is and we make a uh, copy available to anybody that that wants one they can go to our uh, website it's uh, uh, at landmark um, banklandmark.com there's a there's a little section for the library um, mm -hmm. in the book this uh, that's available right now is called make your bed and that's the one that um, I'm trying to remember his first name um, Admiral uh, oh William McRaven uh, is his name it, it all started with a um, a commencement speech that he was giving at the University of Texas about kind of the 10 things that you have control over. We think about these big picture things and about how we work towards accomplish these huge goals. But kind of at the end of the day, there's only a certain amount of things that we have in our control. And number one on his list is make your bed. 
so it's a it's kind of a light read it was a great pool read for me this summer um, and so we're um, making um, making let, let me ask you this do you make your bed when you're in a hotel i've been traveling a lot for work so um, <laughs> i do but that, that is a great question i if i'm there more than one night i absolutely have to um yeah but, because like you know the room service is not happening all the time right. you have to request it so if right. you don't do it it ain't getting done Right. That's exactly right. But it, it is interesting. It's probably a, as much of a like organization thing for you as it is like a mental thing. I think that he would claim is that when you start your day off with accomplishing a task, you're like, OK, everything else is gravy. I wanted to get one task done and I did. And now everything else is just, you know, icing on the cake. <laughs> right. Totally so true. Well, definitely look forward to that and reading that and getting more information um what uh what are we talking about today let's talk about our guest before we bring her on yeah uh, the show yeah uh carolyn huggins is going to join us today uh, she's the owner of um the little gym uh, in prairie village and uh, she's fantastic uh full of energy um, and I admire her a lot because she is growing and building a business, but she is also at the same time growing uh, a family uh, and is in uh, the CEO of both of those. And so uh, I admire how she's able to do all that at the same time. But she's got a fun story and brings a lot of energy and uh, she'll be uh, she'll have some great things to, to pass on to the listeners. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to her. Um, I'm hoping for some energy. She did promise me she could talk a lot. So um, <laughs> let's hope that works. Uh, so let's bring her on here in a second. Let me uh, let me change this here um, to make sure she's good. Carolyn, you're little right now, but we'll there she is. How are That's you? That's okay. I can say little. It's a little gym. Carolyn Huggins, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so we were just talking about you heard that. Tell us about yourself a little bit, your background, um, kind of how you got into this this world that you're in now. But uh, let's start with kind of getting to know you first, uh, if that's possible. Carolyn Huggins, sure. the little gym. Yes. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. So I was born and raised in Kansas City. I am the baby of four kids. So I've got siblings kind of all over Kansas City and went to KU um married a guy from KU as well and now we have three little boys who are almost six almost four and then a nine month old so they are kind of our focus a lot right now and um, we both now own franchises and um, my husband has some partners in his but we fully own the little gym and so um yeah as Jeff said like I, uh, in the, you, running the house start, and running the so, business. Yeah. So you, but you, you were working in, uh, property management at one point, correct? So, um, right out of college, I kind of job hopped, um, which, you know, they are like, that is not great for your resume, but I studied community health, um, in college, which is basically learning how to teach health it's in the school of education. So it's like learning how to teach health, um, into the community and so I was really ready to just start working and I really to do something in community health right out of school and they did a master's, but I was just ready to kind of like move on from schooling at that point. So kind of job hopped. My last job right before I started working at the little gym was um, commercial real estate. I was a property manager for lane four. Um, and I did that, I think for like three or four years. And then when I got pregnant with my first son, had him, I was still in maternity leave and Brooke, who I bought the gym from, um, I knew her husband and knew her, her through just acquaintances, but basically approached me and asked if I wanted to kind of help her start the little gym in Kansas city. And so started with her before we even opened our doors, I helped with the construction process, went to training, kind of did all that um, from the very beginning before we opened in April of 2017. Wow. What is, what is the little gym? Um, I don't have any kids, so I've, yeah. always, <laughs> I've never been there, but I, I did a lot of research for the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell us about what it is and kind of then we'll go into kind of what you offer as far as classes are concerned. Sure, sure. So if you were to walk by the little gym and didn't know anything I have about walked it. by it at some point, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, we're in the, in the heart of Prairie Village in the shopping center. Um, and like I said, if you walk by, if you walk by, it just looks like, a gymnastic studio. If that's, if, if you had to like walk by and say one word, that's what would come to mind. But um, the reality of it is we were way more than just your 
gymnastics studio. So we do teach gymnastics, obviously, but it really isn't an enrichment program. And so we are teaching, um, you know, some physical activities um, and physical development from as young as six months um, all the way up to 12 years of age. And so with our older kids, we do focus more on the physical movement of gymnastics, you know, like our six to 12 year olds, they're doing a lot more of that, that type of growth, but from our, we call it the bugs class, which is actually I said six months, it's four months. You can technically start <clears throat> up until our age of three, the parents are in the class. And then from three to six, the parents can watch, but um, we are focusing on getting them moving, but also using their brains and learning a lot of um, just how to grow and develop. And we're also teaching the parents how to engage their children, especially in those younger age. Sometimes that's not very natural for parents. So we're trying to teach them how to do that um, on their own as well as in this area. So it gives them the social setting as well. What, what types of classes are we talking about? Um, just, just yeah. not too in depth, but yeah, yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. So gymnastics is like the very basic level of it. So um, and all the classes are doing, like, we're learning and teaching the gymnastics skills. So if your child wants to learn a cartwheel, they were, they will eventually learn a cartwheel. But our classes also have, um, like, we're talking about, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more later, too. But, um, like, Brain Boost is one of our three areas of curriculum. And so with that, we're learning or talking about um, alphabet, numbers, colors, all these different things, depending on what your child's age is and what they're learning and working on. Um, and then we've got the get moving, which is like the gymnastics, the physical part of it. Um, and then we've got citizens kids, which is really teaching them how to be citizens of the community, learning to take your turn, be patient, all these things to me that are so important in these young years of developing our kids. Um, we're teaching those in our classes. And um, so we have bugs is one the youngest class we've got our um, birds is like our 10 month to 19 month olds beasts and super beasts is going to be from like, one and a half up until three and then we have funny bugs giggle worms and our pre-k is our pre-k program and then tumblers is our six to 12 year old so we've got some fun names to go with it wow. we need to start renaming our teams at the bank like this <laughs> this is awesome so you so you do all kinds of classes but you also do events and whatnot at the location as well with parties i understand correct Yes. So we have birthday parties and camps are kind of our two main areas. And then we also do offer parent survival nights, which is you do have to be three and older and potty trained, but the kids can be dropped off. Parents can go have a date night and then we provide dinner for the kids and then the parents can come back and pick them up and you get a nice little date in the village and it's a good little outing for your kids. They are exhausted when they come home. Hmm. That sounds like yeah. a good idea. That sounds like yeah. something that can generate <laughs> revenue. Um, yeah. <laughs> So Jeff, I kind of want to get into that um, and you can kind of help in this conversation is kind of why you were attracted to this and then how did it come about to own and franchise the little gym? And what, how'd you initially get attracted to doing this? Me? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about now that we've kind of laid the, uh, the framework for what you all do there, um, which we'll get more in depth through. Let's talk about kind of the business and how, how you decided to do this and, you know, what it's been like. So as I mentioned, I've been with the gym before we opened. And so we opened in 2017 and Brooke who opened it, um, started it and she has just done a great job. She, when she was thinking about owning it or opening a gym, she looked at the little gym as an option and just loved the curriculum. So we are given a curriculum um, that we teach in our classes. And so what we, what I really like it is that we have this great studied and proven program that we are able to implement in the gym and also add on our own little like taste or spin to it. If you, if you know, um, and so that was great. And then for myself, it was like, great, I can take this business that I already know is an awesome business and is known in the community and can really just continue to grow it and build our community. And, um, the franchise is a great support system for you. So you can use them as much as you want or as little as you want, but I think the more you use them is probably going to help you grow your business for sure. And so, um, the little gyms all over the world, it's everywhere. So it's a proven business that's successful and, um, is continuing to grow and do great things. 
Carolyn, were there any surprises whenever you all launched uh, that you weren't expecting or something that took longer or something that shouldn't have been a big deal that was a big deal, pleasantly or yeah. not pleasantly? <laughs> yeah, I think there's surprises every single day. Um, as far as the purchase, uh, you know, Pretty, I already knew a lot. So there wasn't a ton of research for me to do as far as the business. Um, I think one thing that was interesting was when I had our third child last September, um, Little Jim, the corporation got purchased by a bigger franchise. And so um, there's been some learning and we're still continuing to learn kind of how this new business operates it's all for the best and it's going to make our systems and everything run smoothly. But with any change, there's going to be um, things to learn from and time to make the change. And so um, I think that's kind of one of the big things for us was just learning to navigate that. And then also having a new owner in place, we have our still, we still have most, almost all of our team and everybody's great, but like Brooke and myself just are manage things differently. And so I think that is, something that's more of a surprise for our team, but um, everybody's doing a great job at it. And so we're just kind of processing through that. I think the thing that took the longest was the lease oh. um, and trying to figure all that out. So that's, well, but yeah. That's well, given your, given your surprise. background, yeah. Given your background, <laughs> you probably brought a little bit more to the table than the, yeah. maybe the average <laughs> business owner does on lease negotiations. But, but Jason, yeah. I think that's actually one of the things that um, I think makes Carolyn's story like really unique is that she went she's kind of been in these seats where she was like a co-launcher of the business. And then she was in the business uh, and then she bought the business. And, mm -hmm. and so there's not very many people that are kind of sit in all those seats. And so I think that's a unique um, experience for her. Yeah. And then the franchise. So I don't know if we've had a person who's, well, I know we have actually, I mean, I've, we've been doing the show for a long time, Carolyn. I have had a franchisee here on the show at one point, many of them actually, but that was in the early days. Um, what, what was that like for you? Because I, I always hear from people, you know, I'm, I'm probably a lot older than you. I know Jeff and I are around the same age, maybe, or mm -hmm. somewhat around the same age. He's mm -hmm. probably younger than me too. But, um, but um, you know, everyone always talks about, Oh, I, you know, I want to franchise this restaurant or this or that. Like, uh, but I don't really have many super, super like, you know, guys or gals you grew up with that have done it yet or who have taken that leap. What, what is that like? Um, because that's always been an interesting entrepreneurial play to kind of, you know, you have to have the capital, but you already have kind of a framework in place and you've seen success. So there's maybe not as much risk minus the capital side um, to doing this. What, what has that been like for you? Yeah. So another interesting tidbit is that my husband also has a franchise. So we actually in our house have two franchises that we're uh, running the data. No, his is um, a different, it's called smash my trash. Um, so you guys are a franchise family. We are. <laughs> we sure are. So you and your husband both are entrepreneurial and business owners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, have, my, wait, you said her four. Yeah. Three boys. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, our house so your is a little Your kids are going to know nothing else. <laughs> besides your, your parents being business owners. Not mm -hmm. We've already been like, okay, when you, you can either work at Smash My Trash or a Little Gym when you're in high school. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it set up for you guys. High school? You'll have them doing that in like <laughs> middle school probably. Heck, they've probably already been there. Yeah. Six years old. Oh, they, come to, they come to classes for sure, but they're going to be yeah. working someday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we both have kind of the franchise um, – you know, we're both learning from the franchise. Jeff's franchise has not been around as long as ours and um, as the little gem, but um, I appreciate it and like it because um, you do have a huge support system within the franchise. And so if I, I, you know, there's like, if I have a random question about something, I can hop on our Facebook owners group and say, Hey, what did you guys do about this? And there's typically a really quick response. And so you have this group of people that are able to support you. Um, when I was trying to decide if I wanted to actually go ahead and purchase the little gem for me, I was listening to these podcasts and everything was like franchises are looking for people who can take a plan and implement it. And for me, that's very much how I function is I like to just like take things and go with it and execute it. And so to me, that makes perfect sense for the, for myself and for the, you know, the little gem, the franchise system, like you said, is they're franchising for a reason. They're a successful business. They know what, 
how it works for them. And yeah, there's still things that they're learning or changing and growing, but as every business should. And, um, and so for me, the process was great. You know, we went out to Dallas. Um, I already knew a lot of the people from the franchise because of uh, just being around for so long with them. But um, I went out to Dallas, which is where the, the newer, like overall parent company is and did a day out there. Jeff and I both went and met with, you know, um, the president of Little Jim, the president of Unleashed Brands, which is the company that purchased Little Jim and got to meet a lot of people in the corporate level and made some relationships there. And so um, that was kind of for them to get to know us because we already knew the Little Jim and um, it was great. It was a really good learning experience. We got to learn about some of the other brands as well that are in that bigger umbrella. And um, and then, you know, there's you have somebody for a resale for like myself there's somebody walking you through each step. So there is that that's nice on the franchise side that you're not just kind of like out there trying to figure out how to start a business all on your own. You do have some support, but then on the entrepreneurial side, you still get to own your own business and do some things the way that you would want to, um, or kind of grow and expand some of the ideas that Little Jim provides for you already. How long did that process take? Well, it probably would have been quicker, but our lease just took a little bit to figure out. So the little you know, like from process, the application to the application to do it until like yeah, you know, the lease I understand is a little harder with everything. But as right. far as like you decided, I want to franchise a little gym, and then you start like your paperwork, and then how long does that actually take to like get approved, and then you know get you know you then you have a website and whatnot, and it's official. Is that so? I think we started like. Brooke, who I bought the gym from, she, um, like in March, I think April 1st was kind of when we like really kicked things off and we closed July one, but we were supposed to close June one, but just again, because of the lease, we weren't able to. So we pushed it back a little, which it all ended up working out for the best because everything was great to close, you know, in July. And so, um, so that wasn't that long. It wasn't super long. No, but you obviously were already in house. And so you kind of, the vetting process for you was probably a lot easier than if Jeff or I were like, came, went down to Dallas and said, Hey, we want to open the little gym. They're right. like, what the heck are they talking about? Right. <laughs> Who are these you guys? Have, if you know, like what, if you've researched the business and you know what you want to do and where you want to go and your location and all that, like they, if they know your timeline and know you want to move quickly, they will work with you to do so. Um, and, and then some of it's on you too. Like you still have to get paperwork to them and, and then they try to turn it around as quick as they can as well. We're talking to Carolyn Huggins, who's the owner at the Little Gym in Prairie Village. The website is thelittlegym.com. And then you have a backslash KC Prairie Village, Kansas, KS. What um what were your biggest takeaways and lessons through that process? I mean, we'll, we'll go through the lease, but was there anything that, <laughs> well, that that's just... <laughs> yeah. um, You know, I think there's just every day I'm learning still. And I think that's a big thing as a business owner is like be willing to learn and make changes and work with your team and work with the people you have and lean on the support that you do have as far as like, for me, it's the franchise and then my team members, but also the community and just talking with our members um, and being open with them and letting them know like this is happening, but we aren't, nothing's going to change within our gym. Like everything will still function the same um, there's just going to be a different owner at this point. Um, but I think with the franchise and any takeaways from that, it's just communicating, which every business owner probably knows communication is a huge thing of every business. And so, um, that goes for everything, not just with your team, but with the franchise and with your customers, um, and just continuing to learn every day is I think going to just continually be my biggest takeaway from owning a business. Mm -hmm. How many, uh, how many employees you guys have now, Carolyn? So we're kind of unique in that way too, because right now we have 18 people, which sounds crazy, but we typically don't have more than four or five people there at a time. Um, and so we have moms who want to, who were teachers and still want to be able to have their outlet that will come and teach two or three classes. And then that's, they're, they're done for the week. And then we have um, two full-time girls who kind of run everything for us. And then we've got some other teammates that are, you know, 20 hours a week to, you know, uh, five hours a week. So mm -hmm. it just kind of varies. And then we have some girls that just work our birthday parties. Mm -hmm. And um, so those that aren't familiar with the Prairie Village shops, um, you know, really it's a, a an urban uh, setting and it's, um, there is kind of 
um, external parking, but really it's kind of a walkable uh, shopping center um, and it's surrounded by lots of rooftops. Um, have you been pleased with that, choosing that kind of location or is there something that you would do different uh, on your next one? So I think the village is like the prime location. Like you said, it's walkable. We have so many families that are walking to our classes. Um, when your kid hits three, you can drop your kid off at the little gym and you can probably get done 95% of your errands for the day. So think about these moms that have the, or dads or grandparents or whoever's dropping their child off. Like you can literally drop your kid off for an hour and you can go to the dry cleaner. You can go get your dinner. If you want, you can go get lunch. You can get your groceries. You can pick up stuff at the pharmacy. You can shop, you can shop for your kids. You can get coffee. Like it's literally the perfect location to just be able to offer this. And then um, just the surrounding area of families. It's such a big family um, driven area. And to me, that's a huge draw. I am huge on the Kansas City community. I grew up here. I don't ever plan to leave. And I think Prairie Village is like a prime example of building that community and continue to grow it and do great things. Yeah. That's awesome. I think in the future, if we ever open it, we would open another There's so many, there's so many good spots in that area. You're right. Uh, And it's a lot of younger families too, which probably applies to some of these classes and, you know, the younger children that you guys work with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because it does, um, if you live close by, uh, then you end up running into families that your children were in a class there with. So I was telling Carolyn the other day that our youngest daughter, Rosie, um, went to the little gym and it's like this little like uh, country club of friends that she has from, you know, like five years ago. It's like, oh, so-and-so. Yeah, we were at a little <laughs> gym together, you know, so like it is uh, it definitely is a neighborhood um, amenity for sure. And it's great for the parents too. We have a lot of parents who are building relationships as well. So think of like all these people that are moving to Kansas city right now. You'll we, I've met so many people in the last year that are moving from Denver and California and New York. And they are like, we had a little Jimmy there and we really want to, you know, get in, involved in the community here. And so they instantly, they're the, their kids are the kids that their kids are inviting to their birthday parties now. Mm-hmm. And the parents are getting coffee before and after class. And um, so it's, not just great for the kids, but it's also great for these um, adults as well, that they have this outlet to meet people and it's a very friendly environment. So it's very warm and welcoming, or at least that's how I see it. And I hope that people walk in our door and feel that way. Um, And so it is, it's great for everyone. What are you, when these people come to your class and they, they move from these cities, why are they, why are they moving to Kansas city? What are they telling you? Um, You know, just a slower pace of life and what they're used to um, cost of living um are kind of their jobs are moving their jobs are changing um just those are probably the main reasons people are coming here nice um go ahead jeff Uh, i was just going to ask so it's interesting would um do you see a shift in how families have utilized little gym um prior to the pandemic versus post pandemic has there been any reprioritization or elevation of uh, usage? Yeah. So our classes, you sign up and you're, you just come weekly. Um, and then if you miss your class, you get to make up. Now, as far as like big term um, enrollments and things like that, I think after the pandemic, people are realizing how important these programs are for their children. Um, and so all across Little Gym, they are seeing a lot more families getting enrolled and getting involved um, into the little gym and trying to just really get their kids active and being around other kids. And so we have seen our enrollment numbers go up. Usually summer slows down for us. Our summer was still really busy because people just need that outlet for their children. Um, they're still learning, but they're having a ton of fun and that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that, Jeff. Um, movement-based learning, why is it impactful? And then let's go through some of the dimensional learning that is included. Uh, sure. Right there, Carolyn. Yeah, so um, the movement-based learning, I having three boys, I even more so am like, this is the best thing ever because my kids don't ever stop moving. <laughs> and so um, to me, it's like they're getting to understand that movement-based learning, it's like it's a fun way to learn. And so at a very young age, they are moving their bodies, but also learning. And so they're 
thinking that learning and understanding that learning is cool and learning is fun. And so for them to be able to move their bodies and learn is huge. And a lot of times in our younger classes, we'll have parents that are like, I'm so sorry, my kids aren't listening. But it's like, if your kid is in the gym and they're moving around, they're still hearing what's going on. They're still seeing the other kids participate and the other parents participate and they're still learning. And so it's making a huge um, impact on their growth and development in a lot of different ways than just, you know, getting the exercise or the movement, like they're really taking in a lot. Mm -hmm. And the get moving, you have the brain boost and citizen kid. <clears throat> yeah. So get moving is just that physical part of the class. You know, they are running, they are jumping, they are galloping, they're doing cartwheels, somersaults, all sorts of things. Um, and in the brain boost is going to be, um, you know, we have a theme and a learning unit every month. And then every week we change our um, theme for the week. So it could be one month we're talking about the alphabet. One week we're talking about um, colors and matching. And um, we're talking about how, like this last month, we were talking about movement and um, music. So learning about rhythm and how that can help in their development with listening and growing and um, so it, it just varies every month, obviously, and every week we kind of adjust a little too. And then Citizens Kid is going to be, um, you know, we all, the, the world that we're living in, there's a lot of things that these kids are taking on that we didn't have to as kids and learning a lot. And so I think it's so important to raise your children to be respectful and learn to wait their turn and, um, you know, use their please and thank yous and all those different things. And so citizens is just really teaching them those different things of um, being respectful to their peers and their instructors and other adults, as well as just learning to wait your turn and really just be a citizen of our community and a good one um, mm -hmm. at that. And you're learning at a very young age. That's great. Uh, curious, how many parents actually are there for the entire class and how do things change now that school started? So those are two questions. Cause you mentioned parents sometimes drop kids, kids off and they do yeah. other stuff. What does that kind of like look like from a percentage? And then now that school started and kids are in school all day, you're obviously catering maybe to younger children or how does that work? Yeah. So um, we have our parent child program, which is going to be that like four months up until three. And so those are like more of our morning classes. And then, um, for those classes, if your child's under three, you have to stay in the class with them. And so that's probably, I would say like three to 350 of our, our classes, um, in our enrollments and at, at that age. And then our pre-K program, which is going to be like your three to six year olds. Um, the parents don't have to say, I would say it's like 50, 50 and the parents that stay in the lobby and watch versus parents that go and run errands. Um, and that's probably around. I I'm, these numbers are maybe a little, it's maybe like 300 and 200. Mm -hmm. So 200 of our pre-K kids um, where the parents can leave if they want. And then our tumblers class, which is our six to 12 year olds, they, um, the parents, again, they can drop off if they want, but that's, we just have offer like two or three of those classes. And there's about 18 kids in each class. So um, those classes are obviously in the evening after school. And then our pre-K program is kind of sporadic throughout the day because not all three to four year olds, three to five year olds are in school full time. So we can offer classes um, some in the morning or some kids will go to school just in the afternoon. So we have those kind of sporadically throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, as far as having a franchise, you talked about the void that this solved in Kansas City. You have an ability to do all these different things with parents leaving, coming, the kids and all the different things they learn that obviously is uh, fixed a void in that area and also has been very successful. Um, investments in growth of the business. Talk to us about that. Like what, what are there any investments you're looking to do in the future that excite you? Um, how does that work? What have you already done? Where does, what does that look like? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I have some plans that are, you know, obviously very tentative. I haven't, I need to like really truly get this business, like chill out a little on my end, not like the business is running and doing great, but I need to like, loose off for a minute but um <laughs> for this location you know if there's an opportunity for us to expand in this location and it makes sense then I would absolutely do that um and then you know as I mentioned Little Jim was purchased by a bigger franchise and so they offer um other fr kids franchises and so that would definitely be something that I would be interested in in the future whether it's bringing in another kids franchise to the Prairie Village area or opening another little gym somewhere else. Those are definitely something in my like 
one to three year plan. But like I mentioned, I need to kind of get the ownership of this um, to a place that I feel confident of like my organization and all that. And then um, hope to do some other big fun things in Kansas City for sure. Because this is really new for you. Like, I mean, you've been there for since 2016 as a gym director. So, you know, Uh as far as ownership, it's like July, right? Yeah. 2022. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So it's very fresh, but it's running smoothly. And, you know, I think one thing I would take away is maybe not buy a business in the middle of summer with three kids at home. Um, (laughs) I was going going into risk taking. That was a risk that you took. (laughs) Yes. Um, they all start today was the first day that all three kids are at school or daycare. And that would have, this probably would have been a good day to start taking over. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Gosh, I can't even imagine that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What happens like in a franchise when your kids are old enough to like, when you want to retire, I've never, I've never thought about that. Could they like transfer it to them or how would that work? That's a long ways down the road for you. But. Yeah, that's a very long way down the road, but I'm Talking sure. Talking about growth of business, you know. <laughs> you know, I didn't ask that exact question. I'm sure it's in my franchise agreement that I just didn't get too quite away yet, but um, I'm sure there's a way to pass it along or have them run things or manage things for you. Um, there's, cool. You know, there's got to be, so. Our kids yep. love it, so I'm sure they would love to take over. <laughs> What what are what are some of the missions and values that guide you daily, Caroline? It sounds like you know the citizen kid thing is one thing, but then activity and kind of being honest it seems like you're a very upfront and person. I am a very upfront person. I think sometimes uh, to a flaw because I am just an open book. I'm happy to talk about whatever with people, and um, and I am very passionate about children and raising them right from the beginning because they're obviously going to shape our future, and so. Um, personally and professionally, that is a huge driver for me is to just make sure I'm doing my best every day to raise good kids and help others raise good kids. Um, and so I think that having the little gym and the little gym's values and missions and everything that they're all about is a great way for me to be able to take my energy and and really do that. And I think that, you know, there's so many things that, you can do as a parent to help your kids and little gym is obviously to me is one of those things and um it just helps them grow and develop in a lot of different ways and so um it's really taking my personal life and my business life and bringing it into one place and that's kind of what has driven me to continue to do the little gym you are i think you're a great example carolyn of, of someone that is very open and honest and um you seem to understand you know we we use the phrasing kind of power of connection you you seem to understand that um we have a right to kind of pull from each other um but also we have a responsibility to provide to each other um so who do you tend to, i mean you come from a great family so i know that's a huge uh, support network for you but who do you kind of lean on um professionally for advice or guidance or as a sounding board yeah so um you mentioned my family and really that is like still for me, probably my biggest sounding board. I think trust is a huge thing. And obviously um, trusting your family is like, for me that those are my people. That's who I go to for everything. Um, my brother, my, um, and my brother-in-laws and my husband all run their own businesses. And um, some of them have started them from the, from the bottom and, you know, done it all themselves. And so that's really, I mean, I know there, there are other people in the community that I talk to, but like, for me, that is, um, you know, my brother, he's got four kids and he started a, his own business years ago and he does a really great job of just like finding that balance. And to me, that is so important. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have other people for me and I, I mean, might get to this or not, but like, I don't read a ton, but for me, it's all, I, I talk to, people. That's how I learn is just talking to people and seeing how they're growing their businesses and what they're doing differently or changing. Um, but yeah, I think I don't have like one specific person. It's really much just like my brother and my, my dad has been a huge influence for me as well. He, um, has worked with a lot of the guys at Landmark in the past, not at Landmark, but, um, and so, again, he trusts Landmark. And so that's why I've been able to create this relationship with Landmark as well. And, um, 
I, I trust who my dad trusts and same with my brother and my brother-in-laws and my husband, like they're building these great relationships as well within the community and they trust those people. And so with that, I am going to trust those people as well. That's a great segue, Jeff. Do you work with a lot of franchises <laughs> and how does that work? I mean, have you seen Sorry. That <laughs> no, yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a, a really um, valuable option uh, for folks because, you know, I think, Karen Fraser really well, you know, there are folks that are, and not one's not better than the other. There are folks that um, just get really jazzed about creating something from nothing. And then there are folks that um, are more focused on, no, I want to do something well. And uh, I think a franchise is a great opportunity uh, to mirror those. And it all also, I mean, to be quite honest, it does um, help mitigate some of the risks that are associated with the, will this will this profile work? And um, you kind of get to learn, especially from a seasoned franchise, you get to learn some of the missteps. So you could think about like a like a coffee brand um, and maybe you've seen some of their facilities over the years. So maybe 10 years ago, it looked like this and it had all these seat, all this seating and tables and no drive through. And now you look at that same brand and it's a little kiosk in the middle of a parking lot and it has no seating at all. Right. Like they have um, kind of modified it over the years. And then the folks that are new franchisees get to take advantage of that. They don't have all the pain of getting it to that kind of level. And so it is a great option uh, for for some folks. And I don't think it makes you any less of an entrepreneur and it definitely doesn't require any less work or creativity. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Jeff Phillips, Senior Vice President of Landmark National Bank. Carolyn Huggins, who is the owner of the Little Gym in Prairie Village. Um, you talked about kind of people that influence you and that you, you lean on. What, what is some of the best personal and professional advice that you've, you, you could share with our listeners that maybe you've obtained through your own work or through friends and family? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think professionally, there's I have like two that have stuck with me and one is, it seems silly, but like in all of my, even in like, I worked at Garmin, I worked in Lane, at Lane 4, so I've been in the corporate world and again, this sounds so silly, but something I learned in high school at, in DECA, which at Shawnee Mission East was um, a good handshake goes a long way. And so good high contact, good strong handshake. Um, I can't tell you how many times people have commented on my handshake and be like, wow, that's a strong handshake. <laughs> seems so little, but it's, I mean, I don't know. For some reason, that's just always stuck with me. The other little bit of advice um, that I has, again, this was, I think my dad told me this in high school, but it was like, if you make a mistake, you own up to it, you come up with a solution to fix it, and you fix it and you move on. There's no point in trying to hide a mistake or anything like that. And I think that is so huge um, in your personal and professional life. But really for professionally, that's kind of where I've always thought of that is, you know, if something happens, things are going to happen all the time. And instead of just like being sad about it or, you know, being all hurt about it, you just figure out how to find the solution and move on and continue your day because otherwise you're just going to get stuck in this rut of, you know, being upset about it and things are going to happen all the time. So I think just like owning up to it and moving on is one of the best tips of advice um, professionally for me. And then obviously on the personal side, it's just um, the balance and, um, really making sure that your family and I had really good role models in my parents of showing that like family comes under one. And I feel very strongly about that. And, um, you know, your, your business is your business, but your family is the number one priority. And for me that I feel very passionate about that. And my parents were both great, um, examples of that in my childhood. Mm -hmm. Well said, I need to work on my handshake. I think. <laughs> It's okay. It's weird. I've shook it's a lot so of hands weird, in my, like, my life, but I really agree with you. I, as a former, me. as a former elected official, and somebody who has had to shake a lot of hands, uh, it is interesting when you have a bad handshaker. Like, <laughs> awkward, almost. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just. I love that. We've never had that on the show, but that's like, if you were to write a book, you could put that as like. That's yeah. like making your bed, Jeff. Like it's that, one. Of that's a things. great title. Yeah, a good handshake goes a long way. I love it. <laughs> um, couple quickies here. Um, it sounds like when you're not working, you're with your family. What, what is your favorite thing to do when you're not working? Uh, yeah. So you hit it spot on. It's just being with my family um, and my friends too. I love, you know, we've started playing pickleball some and I love that. I didn't know that that was so fun. 
um, with our friends. And so that's always, we, I like to be able to be home when I can to put the kids to sleep. And so we've been doing like some later date nights of like a 7 PM, put the kids to bed and then have a babysitter come over for a couple hours. So pickleball. Um, and then, you know, growing up in Kansas city, I felt like with being one of four kids, we all played sports. We were so busy that we didn't really get to explore the city. And so I'm still exploring Kansas city and as Kansas city grows, there's really cool things to check out. And so like, I love waking up. My kids wake up early. So I don't love waking up early, but my kids wake me up early. And on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays, like going out into the city when nobody's awake and just like enjoying that and getting breakfast somewhere and taking it to a, a different park or just kind of exploring new, new things and showing our kids the city and not just like our little like five mile radius of where we live, basically. That's cool. Yeah. So well, how early did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were at the grocery store at 7 a.m. this Saturday. So okay. I'm just picturing you like hiking in a park at like, you know, 7 a.m. on a Saturday. I, I, I approve of it, especially since it's been so hot lately. You know, now yeah. that we're out of like the total like crazy days where you can actually survive at 8 a.m. when it's not 98 degrees already. Um, that's great. What, what is your favorite restaurant that you go to? You personally, like on a date night, Jeff and I were talking about Taylor earlier. Um, oh, you don't I, probably get many of those, but I know I was did, like, you guys, I need to be asking you guys this question because I don't, I'm not like, I used to be a foodie before kids um, and loved going out to new restaurants. For me, it's all about the ambiance. Like I love a good patio. I don't like the food could be fine. If the ambiance is great, I'm a happy person. I go to French market in the village probably at least once a week um, just because they have all the great grab and goes and I'm right there. So that's really convenient. And then we, on the weekends, we go to McLean's almost every weekend and take it to a park or wherever. So those are not like French market's a great date night. Um, McLean's, former, I've former, actually never uh, had dinner guests, there. So. Carolyn, we've had them on the McLean's. Yeah. McLean's oh yeah. Work. Yeah. Um, now is we that sometimes and. That's in East, that's like uh, East Waldo or what, like 69th or, yeah, okay. Now. We go to the one in Leewood, but um, we okay. take like the trails or take the kids on their scooters and get some movement going and I'm all about that movement, but, <laughs> um, and then just grab some breakfast and yeah, it's, we love it. So if you weren't at the little gym owning a business, what would you be doing, you think? It's a great question. I'd probably either trying to figure out a way to start my own business because I've always wanted to own my own business. So I'd probably be working some type of eight to five job trying to figure out how I could do something on my own. Um, or if we could make it work, I would try to be home with my kids. Mm -hmm. Were your parents, you, you mentioned your parents a lot. Were they entrepreneurs? Um, no, but <laughs> my, um, <laughs> so this my dad, is not, you didn't grow up like your kids are growing up. My dad uh, was an attorney and then, you know, in these last few years has been just doing kind of like his own practice, but um, no, they were not, they were not entrepreneurs, but he had some other little like things he did, but. Well, she's, is, like, she's kind of, she's short selling. I mean, they have been <laughs> as a couple have been critical to the launch of dozens and dozens of businesses in Kansas city. <laughs> so they have been um you know trusted advisors and they have provided he's provided legal advice and has just they've just been great cheerleaders for the uh, entrepreneurial community and uh, much you know that and oh yeah let's raise this great pack of kids that have a ton of kids and they can all go open all these good businesses yeah. too. <laughs> well hence that's why i'm like my my parents really are my biggest supporters because they have you know they've got four kids who all have either significant others or themselves that own businesses. So mm -hmm. that was a, thank you, Jeff. That was a much better answer. <laughs> yeah. Being a lawyer and answering to clients is almost like <laughs> harder sometimes. Yeah. Um, what, what is one word to describe you uh, that your friends would say, or your, you know, your, your, you know, people in the community would say about you? One word was hard. I, I came up with three. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> energetic, passionate and loving. And, um, energetic and passionate kind of go hand in hand, I would say, because my energy brings my passion and, and my love for the little gym. It all kind of goes hand in hand. So, um, it really is just, uh, yeah, I just have a lot of energy, but that is shown through my love and passion. 
That's awesome. And then on uh, that note, before we close, tell us a little bit about like, so the little gym uh, website is the little gym.com. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what should we know about it going into the fall here into the winter time? I'm sure you don't want to get cold again, which is hard to imagine at this point, you'll see a lot more action, right? Oh yeah. Our, um, we actually have a new season starting next week. And so the way our program works is we do like one big enrollment for the year and then you can kind of start or stop whenever it works for your schedule. The problem with stopping is it's hard to come back in because our classes are so full. So we have, um, which is a great problem um, to an extent, but and also that's like, how you expand, I, right, Jeff? Yes. Like, that's right. yes. Expansion. We've only yes. owned it since July, but you know, right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't like turning families, you know, away or, so we're, we're looking to add more class times and things like that, but we've just got to make sure we have the right team in place. And I don't want to just jump the gun on it, but um, now would be the time to get enrolled for, you know, I, I would recommend to families to get enrolled now, start now, because um, once those winter months come, it, it's hard to get into a class. Um, like I said, our classes fill up and they're already on that way for the new season. And so they can call us, email us, text us. We try to make it easy for you to get a hold of us. Um, and we can help kind of guide and figure out what works best for each family. Mm-hmm. And your gym in Prairie Village services like people from all over the town, obviously. Yeah. So we have, like, I would say that there's probably most of our um, members are, I would say like in a 10 mile radius, but then we've got some people that will drive in for it. And then there is actually another little gym that I don't own and that's um, North of the river. And Mm -hmm. so she, the owner of that gym, um, she worked at our little gym and knowing that she would eventually want to open her own location. So that's up North and she, it's more of the like northern side of Kansas City. Okay, that's great to know. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff, we're uh, we're concluding the show today. I, do you have anything else you wanted to add with Carolyn? No, I'm just uh, I'm really proud of her um, and her husband, and um, you know they're at a such a sweet time in the life of their kids, um, but also building um, kind of their legacy as far as business owners go too. Um, it's just really exciting to be on the sidelines watching all that happen. And they're doing it with grace and class, too. So I'm proud of Thank them. you. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I'm going to have to, I go to the French market all the time, Carol, and not as much. Pop as in. Covered, but <laughs> yeah. We'll have to like give you a handshake the next time I see it. You can yeah, rate I, me. I, I will be rating you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, I want to thank Jeff Phillips from Landmark National Bank, uh, Senior Vice President and Carolyn Huggins, owner of The Little Gym in Prairie Village, for coming on the Grill Nation show today. Thank you all for listening, and appreciate your time today, Jeff and Carolyn. Thanks, Jason. We'll see you again soon on the Grill Nation show. Take care and have a great day.